Today on Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose. Our past, my pastor at my church always says it's like uh, we're a conduit. And he was like, I never saw a hose, you know, spit out water and not get wet on the inside. Meaning that if you're a conduit for God's blessings to flow, you're going to get some of that blessing on you when it's flowing through you. And so if you're just open to letting God use you, then you're, you will be blessed because you're going to get the residue. Hey sis, welcome to the Goodbye Heartbreak Hello Purpose podcast, the place where you learn how to move forward from heartbreak and achieve wholeness through emotional healing, spiritual growth, uncovering identity and behavior patterns, and saying yes to the calling God placed in your life. I'm your host, Candice Baddies, and I know what it's like to be heartbroken and confused about who you are and what God created you to do, but I also know what it's like to be healed and hold with clarity. If you're ready to have your broken heart mended, grow your faith, and discover who you are, why you do what you do, and what you were created to do, look no further. You're definitely in the right place. So kick off those cute shoes that's been hurting your feet all day and turn me up in those earbuds. We're about to get into it. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose, the podcast. I am happy that you all are joining me for another episode. First, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Launch week was epic, so epic. And I just want to thank everybody who contributed and helped out and supported in any way. I especially want to thank my launch team, Pastor Jessica Gaydon, Ms. Mayoka Broussard, and LaShawn Murphy. Thank you ladies so very much. And um, I just want to say thank you to everybody for your support. So many of you listened, so many of you shared, so many of you you know, share it on social media, share it with your friends, encourage other people to come listen. And so I'm just so very thankful. And oh my gosh, thank you so much for the wonderful reviews. I don't think I was ready for the words that you all gave me. People called me on the phone telling me, you know, what they thought about the podcast. And to be honest with you, I didn't know what to expect from it. I just thought I'm putting this out there and God, you breathe on it and let it do what it's supposed to do. And I thought these first few episodes were just going to be kind of foundational episodes, which they are foundational episodes. But I just thought that, you know, I'm going to lay the foundation. I actually thought people were going to find them maybe a little boring because, again, it's just laying the foundation. But people were really telling me how I made them think about some things. People started already started implementing things like the three keys into their own lives. People were taking notes, watching as a, I mean, listening as a group. And so I, man, I just really wasn't expecting such great feedback so early and so soon. And so thank y'all so much. And as far as the reviews goes, everybody who wrote a review, thank you so much because it really does help the show. It helps me to get my ratings up so that people who need to find the content can find the content. So um, y'all help this thing go global and let people find me by going on and rating and reviewing the show. And speaking of reviews, I just want to read one of them that was left during launch week. It's from Ms. Forgiven. She wrote a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and it reads, the jewels given in this podcast is right on time for my recent and current journey in life. 
I'm going into my second year of life after divorce, loss, and COVID, and let's just say heartbreak is an understatement for what I've experienced. However, I am coming out and on the road to fully walking in my purpose, and the information I've gotten from this podcast has given divine confirmation as well as motivation to keep pushing. I'm more enthused and confident than ever about stepping into the next season in my life. Thank you, Ms. Forgiven, for this wonderful, transparent review. I'm so glad that the podcast confirmed some things for you in your own life and that you are moving forward. I'm praying that God is walking with you as you move into purpose. So talking about moving into purpose, let's keep going with our conversations. What are we digging into today? We are going to talk about purpose and calling. Yes, yes, yes. So we, I don't know, it just seems like purpose has become such a buzzword in our society today. Everybody's purpose, purpose, purpose driven. I want to find my purpose. Everyone's looking for purpose. And in doing so, everyone is looking for some grand thing, right? Everybody thinks that if they're not doing something big, if they're not on a stage, if they're not, if their name's not known, then they are not walking in purpose. But knowing what God created you to do um, here in the earth is very important. Don't get me wrong. It is very important. But we sometimes miss opportunities to carry out purpose because we believe what we're doing isn't big enough to be considered real purpose. So we have to start changing our lens just a little bit. And that's what we're going to talk about today is really like, what is purpose? What is calling? And I actually, there's some differentiation between the two that I kind of want to talk about today. Let's talk about that differentiation first, because some people are tricked into thinking that they have no purpose and nothing can be further from the truth. I mean, God created all of us with purpose and unique callings. So somebody's like, I was one of those people. I thought at one point in my life, I have no purpose. I'm not doing anything great. I'm not doing anything grand. I'm just living my life. I don't really have a purpose. And so it's like, God, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? And I know so many women who are in that boat, like, what am I supposed to do, God? What are you? What is it that you created me for? Let's just talk about this piece of it. We all have purpose. Like I said just a minute ago, God has a collective purpose for all of his children to carry out, okay? But what God called us to do is the means of how we carry out that purpose and also how we use our spiritual gifts to make this happen. So our collective purpose, these are the things that we all are created to do. And if you are doing these things, then you are operating in purpose, in the purpose that God created you for here on this earth. And these things are worship, glorifying God, serving and discipleship. Okay. And so we're, I'm gonna break each one of these things down just a little bit more. But if you are operating in one or all four, then you are walking in purpose and you are doing what God created you to do. So one, let's start with the worship. God created each of us to worship and we worship God in how we live. I know that a lot of times we talk about worship as if we it's this grand thing, right? As as all spiritual things, uh, I think we have the misconception that all spiritual things are like very grandiose and you know have to be just magnificent and like and glorious and like the heavens have to open and all these things. But worshiping God, we really do that in how we live our day-to-day lives. Let's talk about Jesus and the Samaritan woman for a second, because 
she asked, like in John chapter four, he's having a conversation with the Samaritan woman, woman and you probably heard it before. Um, and just a synopsis of it, you know, this woman was going to the well. They call her the woman at the well or the Samaritan woman most of the time. And she was going to the well and Jesus was sitting there and he asked her for a drink. And, you know, she was like, you know, saying to him, you know, why are you asking me for a drink? You know, I'm, she's a Samaritan woman. He's a Jewish man. Like that is not the custom of their day. And they have this conversation and they get into um, the conversation about worship. And she said that you Jews, you know, say we have to worship in one place and we say we worship on this, at this mountain. And, you know, she's kind of going back and forth, not knowing who she's talking to. And Jesus responds to her by saying, you know, the time is coming yet it is here now that it's not even going to matter and i'm i'm paraphrasing it's not going to matter where we worship that the father is seeking true worshipers those who worship in spirit and in truth that is the that's the kind of worshiper he is seeking so when we worship we worship in spirit um that the spirit that lives inside of us which is the holy spirit but we also worship in truth and that truth is the way that we live our everyday lives, the things that we go through and um, just day to day living, we can worship God no matter what we do. So me as a mother, I feel like I worship God in how I steward my children. I worship God in how I do my work. You know, uh, God said work as unto me and not as unto man, you know, and so I worship God through how I work. I worship God through how I talk to you all and give you all the information, how I'm I'm transparent in my life with what I've gone through to help and bless others. I worship God in all of those ways, but I also worship God with my lips and how I come to him and I lay before him and I sing praises to his name. All of those things are forms of worship, but worship is not just what you see in church when people lift their hands and are singing songs. Those are a part of worship, and we definitely want to do those things, the adoration to God, but worship does not stop there. When you leave the four walls of the church or you leave your prayer room where you worship or wherever you are, your car where you may be worshiping and singing um songs of praise and, and, and giving him adoration, when you leave there, guess what? Your life should still be a lifestyle of worship because no matter what you're doing in life, it should be a form of worship to God. You, you surrender your life to God. And so you're like, God, everything I do to you, do is unto you and it is worship to you. So, and then worship kind of goes hand in hand with um, glorifying. So that is the second collective purpose that we all have. Our second collective purpose is to glorify God and we glorify God with what we do. Let's look at 1 Peter 4 and 16. I want to read this. Hold on. Let me find it in um, on my Bible app. 1 Peter 4 and 16 says, Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. And so what Peter is saying here is as we as we live out our lives for God in everything that we do, there are going to come times in this particular situation, we're going to have to suffer. But guess what? Suffer well, because in our sufferings, we glorify God. 
in whatever we walk through in life. And I'm using this specific example because of what we're talking about on this podcast, which is moving forward from heartbreak. When you suffer in heartbreak, don't be ashamed of that, but use that. You know, the enemy will try to use that against you, but no, you use that to glorify God because you know what? I'm going to suffer well because what am I going to do? I'm going to forgive in this season. I'm going to heal in this season. I'm not going to stay where I am. I am going to move forward and glorify God. I'm going to get over this. It may be hard. It may be difficult, but I will still do it. I'm going to take the steps. I'm going to go to therapy if I need to go to therapy. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to glorify God in this season of my life. So there is a there is such a thing as suffering well. And as a Christian, that's what we are are called to do. And in doing that, we glorify God. And again, it we glorify God in everything that we do. Just like I was talking about worship in everything that we do. I think these two things are so similar, worshiping and glorifying God. Because as I as I move forward in different things in life, in different seasons in life, I'm always looking to see how can I bring glory to God from what I'm doing. So as I walk on this journey with the podcast, I want to know how is this podcast going to bring glory to God? I need to bring glory to God with whatever I do. So remember that in your own life, Whenever you're walking through something, something's challenging you, something's new, or something is the same thing that you do day in and day out, you ask, how can I glorify God through what I am doing? For you parents out there, ask, how can I glorify God in mealtime and and dinner with my kids? How can I glorify God on my job? How can I glorify God? What is it that you do every single day that you can glorify God? And what challenging seasons are you walking through where you can glorify God by suffering well in those seasons? And I'm not saying suffering as in you're going to stay in that season past due, but if you are suffering anyway, if you are dealing with heartbreak anyway, deal with it well. And I'll probably, and, and now that I'm talking about it, like I feel like I need to do another, a, a separate episode on, on doing, on that particular topic, suffering well. But when you do that, you bring glory to God because people are going to look at you and be like, man, when you come out of it, they're like, she don't look like what she been through. Or while you're in it, they were like, well, I know such and such happened to her. But man, she still got a smile on her face. She seems to be doing okay. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Because guess what? I'm glorifying God with my life through this situation. The next thing, the collective purpose is serving. So serving, I feel like, and this is my, um, my opinion, is how we express our love to others. So the two greatest commandments Jesus said is to love our God, um, love God first with, you know, all of our heart, all our might, all our soul, and to love the second, he said, which is equally important to love our neighbors as ourselves. And so worship and glorifying God is showing love to him. Serving, I believe, is how we show love to one another, to each other, our neighbor. In Matthew chapter 25, I think it is. Yeah, 25, around the 40, around verse 40, because it, it's kind of like a passage of script of scripture. And I don't want to just read the whole thing. Yeah, around Matthew 25, uh, around verse 40, it's really when... Um, Jesus was talking about a parable and he was saying 
uh, that, you know, I'll read just verse 40, but he says, and the king will answer and say to them, assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. And so basically before he was like, oh, you know, basically he went through the whole, when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was naked, you clothed me. Um, when I was sick or in prison, you came to, to see about me. And so it's like, you know, and they were asking, when do we do these things? And he said, when you do it to the least of these, you've done it to me. And so all of those things are serving you, feeding the hungry, you giving a drink to somebody who's, who's thirsty. Um, you might hear, might have heard the parable about the the Good Samaritan. Like the that's ways to really just show your love to one another. And so, more practically, uh, in the in this day and age in which we live, it's like how are you serving your neighbor, and not necessarily the person that's living right next to you, but how are you serving in uh, in society? How are you serving in the church? How you're know, like, what are you doing? What did it, what is it? that um that God has called you to do to serve and you're like okay I, I don't know I don't know what he called me to do to serve well sometimes we just have to try something and that's how we serve you see a need and meet the need and then you're serving if you see a homeless person who needs food and you give them food or you give them money to get food or a gift card or whatever you are serving in that capacity you're showing God's love to someone else if you uh, in church, you know, people serve as on in the choir, people serve as an armor bearer to the pastor, people serve as ushers and deacons and all these things. And in those things, you know, it should never be done for title. It should be a way of you expressing your love, expressing God's love to other people and making people feel welcomed into your arms are making them just being the hands and feet of Jesus really and just making them feel loved by God that God sees them and God loves them and knows and so when they're hurting or lacking then you are there to step in and say no you're not alone God loves you he's here for you so serving is a collective purpose that God has called us all to do in some capacity Discipleship is the fourth thing, and this is sharing the gospel and leading others to Christ. So how are you discipling others? So uh, Jesus told Peter, uh, Peter was a fisherman, and he told Peter that he would no longer, you know, be out there fishing for fish in the sea, that he would become a fisher of men. And he calls us to do the same thing. He calls us to be a disciple and to make others into disciples. And how do we do that? We share the gospel with others. We love on them. We serve, we serve them and we serve alongside them. Jesus, what did he do to his disciples? He served them by washing their feet. He made them into disciples, but he served them first. He loved them into discipleship. So it's not just saying, Oh, you need to become a follower of Jesus. Oh, you need to become a Christian because what you're doing is wrong. No, discipling involves love and service. In Matthew chapter 28, let's see. So Matthew chapter 28, nine, uh, verses 19 through 20 reads, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so this is what Jesus is commissioning his, um, 
his disciples to do the, the 12 disciples. He's commissioning them to go out and make disciples of others because how else are you supposed to grow the church? How else um, will the world feel the impact and love of Jesus Christ unless he, I mean, Jesus couldn't do it all himself. He was God, but yet he was man. And that's why he had to make disciples. And out of those 12 disciples that he made, and you know, one, one went all the way astray. So 11 <laughs> was left to go out into the world and to make disciples of other people until this thing spread all around the entire world. And we are still discipling people until this day, because Jesus is like, you know, uh, and I don't have the scriptures for this, but saying that um, he's not slow in coming, but he does not want anyone to perish. And so he wants everybody to have the opportunity to hear his word and to be saved. And so we are to go out to make disciples so that they can go out and make disciples and it just multiplies and multiplies so that others will hear the gospels and the gospel and follow Jesus Christ. So those are our four collective purposes, right? And if you are operating in any of these things, and I'm sure that you are operating in at least one of them, then you are operating in purpose. You have purpose, you're walking in purpose and you're carrying out your purpose. Now, calling is what I believe is a little bit different. The specific, your calling is the specific thing God has called you to do to carry out the purposes that we just talked about. So it's like you, it's your assignment. It's what he has commissioned for you to do specifically. So it's how he wants you to worship. It's how he wants you to glorify. It's how he wants you to serve. It's how he wants you to, um, to disciple others. And so you know, that calling, I believe, like, I believe I have more than one calling. And I believe most of us do. I believe that I, I'm called to be a wife, to be a mom. And so I'm meant to serve in my home. I'm meant to um, make disciples of my children in my home. I'm meant to worship and glorify God in my home and um, set an example for my children that are coming up. I am meant to worship and glorify God on my job and, and really set an example on my job for what it is to be a follower of Jesus. And in that way, I'm discipling as well because other people may see my life and you know believe in God because of what they see. I also believe that I am serving and uh, discipling through this podcast, me sharing my story and my testimony with all of you is how I am serving you. It's how I'm showing God's love to you and letting you know that God sees you because some of you have expressed to me like, wow, I was just thinking about that or wow, that really spoke to a situation that I'm dealing with or this current season of my life. It's not by coincidence. It's because God sees you and he's answering your prayers. He's letting you know that he sees you because he loves you. He wouldn't care if he didn't love you, then he wouldn't worry about you being seen. He wouldn't worry about you feeling um, like you're, you're loved and known and, you know, all these things, he wouldn't worry about you being healed. He wouldn't worry about you moving forward, but he does love you. And so he is using me. He's using others to serve in whatever capacities so that you know that he sees you. And I believe the same is true when I listen to other people who have the information that I need and the encouragement that I need. It's him using them to serve me. And so this, and the cycle just goes on, on and on. And that's the beauty of being 
a follower of Jesus, of believing in him, because you know that you're not in this world alone. You know that there's others, that he's always looking out for you and he will use whatever means necessary to make you feel loved and seen and known. So the assignment that he has given you, how are you going to make someone else, how are you going to serve someone else and make them feel loved, make them feel known, make them feel seen? So we got to think about those kind of things. Like it's not all about us, 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 because sometimes we want our purpose and we want our callings because we want to be fulfilled, not so much because we want to fill somebody else up and we have to get our minds right. And I even had to, like, I had to ask God to deal with me on that level as well, because I'm like, God, make sure that my heart is in the right place. Make sure I'm wanting, make sure I have a heart to serve. And so I'm praying for the people that's going to hear what I have to say. I pray for your hearts to be open. I pray for your ears to hear and to receive what it is because it's not for me. It's more for you. What I do, what I do when I'm called to do something, it's not so that I can reap the benefits of it. It's because you guys need it. It's for me to serve the church and build the church up as a whole. It's for me to call others into the body of Christ as a whole. Now, am I a benefactor of some of these things? Of course I am because God's not going to use us to do something and not bless us in the midst of it. Our past, my pastor at my church always says it's like uh, we're a conduit. And he was like, I never saw a hose, you know, spit out water and not get wet on the inside. Meaning that if you're a conduit for God's blessings to flow, you're going to get some of that blessing on you when it's flowing through you. And so if you're just open to letting God use you, then you're, you will be blessed because you're going to get the residue. If nothing else, you're going to get the residue and God's residue is better than anything that this world can offer us. I believe that God has used me with this podcast and called me to do this, to glorify him and to serve y'all and to carry out discipleship. So I feel like I am truly walking in my calling. I'm truly walking in my purpose. But before this, I did other things that were considered purpose and callings in other seasons of my life. I'm, I, you know, served in the soup kitchen. So in that time, I was the hands and feet of Jesus to homeless people. I definitely, you know, still kind of, I still give to people when I see them, um, homeless people. I try to keep a little cash on me. And I also, I served in my church in the past. I have, you know, been on the praise team, singing in the choir and, you know, just being where, have meet, helping to meet needs where there were needs. And it's like things change over the years, but the purpose is always the same. The purpose is always worshiping, glorifying, serving, and discipling. For some people, the way they do that, some people do it the same way for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And that is okay. And some people, it changes a little bit. It evolves a little bit over the years. And guess what? That is also okay. That is also okay. Just remember that you have to be connected to God so that he can reveal to you what it is specifically that he's called you to do to carry out. But until you feel like you can actually hear from God, then you just do something. And I mean, I don't mean like anything crazy, but just do something. If you're like, okay, what? well, where can I start? Well, start in your church. Where can you serve in your church? What can you do? 
um, start in your community. What, you know, like I said, I served in a soup kitchen for a while. So where is there a place where you can volunteer? Maybe you want to do the soup kitchen. Maybe you want to volunteer with children. Well, find a Boys and Girls Club, um, a YMCA or something like that. Wherever it is, just let God lead you. And as you do that, because you have a heart to do what God has called you to do, he's going to see your heart behind it. And as you continue to ask, and continue to serve in a, in a particular area. And he's just going to put you right on to the right path. But if you're not even moving, well, where is he going to put you? Because you're not going anywhere. You're just standing still and stagnant. So find something to do until you feel like God has spoken to you what it is. And sometimes you might start something and God may give you confirmation and be like, you're already in the right place and you didn't even know it. And so it's like, awesome. Keep going with that. You know, to reiterate, you know, if you look at your life, you'll realize that you are already living a life, a life of purpose and God would not create you with purpose and not give you the means to carry it out. So it doesn't have to be, again, this grand thing. Just know that God created you with a specific lane for you and just don't get caught up in like things like what other people are doing, because that is the killer of purpose. Like when you stagnation is the killer purpose. Now he's probably going to do another episode on this, but stagnation and jealousy and worrying about what other people are doing, all of those things will kill purpose in your life because it's hard to focus on what God has called you to do when you're coveting what somebody else has. When you have the, the that spirit of, what is it? Oh, I'm probably going to say it wrong. Covetous covetedness or <laughs> I can't get it out right but uh, but when you're coveting what someone else has then you know you can't walk in the lane that God because you're like oh my God like I like what they're doing but is that what God called you to do I also had to work on that as well like I would see what other people are doing and, and think that that looks good or whatever the case is now what I can say is just like I've tried some things also and God was like nope that's not for you nope that's not for you it's not working and but when I found out what wasn't working it got me closer to what would work for me and so I'm thankful to be here today but that whole looking at what somebody else is doing is like why am I not where they are well guess what you didn't have their testing trials that's why I had to tell myself you didn't have their testing trials so why would you have their glory you know you didn't go through what they went through so how can you speak on that I had to and unfortunately I'm like I had to go through my own thing and because I had the testing trials of heartbreak it is what God chose to use me to speak on and to communicate with others and to bring healing to others and to help you guys move on from that but I had to until that part happened I just had to worry about my own stuff. I had my own healing journey I needed to do. I had to, you know, all all this other stuff I had to take care of. I wasn't even ready to be someplace like I am today five years ago. So no, I didn't need to be on, on a podcast because my mind wasn't even right and ready for that. And realize that too, that, you know, whatever season you're in, God's always cultivating us. He's always pruning us. He's always refining us in every single season that we're in. And so it's not that, you know, God doesn't have something grand and big for you, but you can't wait on that to say that I'm not going to do anything until this big thing comes. Well, it takes doing a lot of small things to get to the big thing. So we have to remember that. So if you're really serious about like discovering your calling, like I said, there's a couple of things you can do. Let's first ask God in prayer because he's your creator. He knows what he's created you to do. He knows what he's called you to do. So just ask him and wait 
you know, wait for an answer. Not again, we're not waiting um, passively. We're still working and doing things, but God will answer you if you continue to pray, pray to him and ask him fervently. Two, look at all the things that we talked about last week in regard to identity. So what are your spiritual gifts? What are your strengths? What are you naturally good at? When we talk about calling, it's, may, it's probably not going to be something too far off from things that we are either already doing or already naturally good at. I can't see, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to, God can do anything. So let me not put no limitations on him or put him in a box, but God will more than likely use what it is that he has gifted you with already. You know, he will use what he's gifted you with already. So it's up to you though, to find out like, what are your spiritual gifts? It's up to you to figure out what are your strengths. It's up to you to figure out what you are naturally good at. And to do that, you have to be a study of yourself. Like I talked about this last week. It's important to be a master study of yourself because how are you going to walk in purpose and calling saying, oh, what God called me to do when you don't even know who you are. So definitely we got to work on identity before we start working on purpose and calling because you talking about walking in purpose and calling and then later on finding out you are somebody completely different than who you thought you were when you quote unquote started this purpose or this calling. So definitely think about the things we talked about last week. Number three, what are your desires? What are your passions? What things light you up? What things um, are you just truly passionate about and really want to do? Your, your calling likely lies somewhere in the things that you already desire. If you think it's not, if you think that's something, and I'm going to do a completely different episode on uh, having the desires of your heart. But I believe as God-led women, that God places desires, his desires for us to carry out the purpose and callings that he's given, that he has prepared for us. I believe he puts those desires in our hearts. Again, I wrote a book before that, like I did not, I did not grow up and say I wanted to be an author. I didn't grow up and say I wanted to be a podcast or anything like that. But as I grew closer to God, I believe that his desires are, were in my heart and became more evident and apparent to me. And he allowed me to, he like awakened those desires within me. And so, um, I, I really do believe that. And so you have to discover like, what are your desires? What are your passions? And, and kind of go from there and let that kind of help lead you on discovering your calling. Also think about what storms you have already overcame. So a big thing about purpose and calling is that God uses the tests and trials that we've already gone through. He uses those areas to push us forward and propel us into purpose, into our callings. And so again, my example is my seasons of heartbreak and failed relationships and all those things that I've gone through when I truly like did all the work and God allowed me to really glean in that in that season and gain so much wisdom and information and really get to know who he was. It prepared me for this place. My storm prepared me for this place. I didn't I didn't get to this place because everything was was perfect and going well in my life. I got to this place because I went and, well, I went through a storm and I had some, a story to tell. I had a testimony. You can't get a testimony without a test. So if you really want to start thinking about calling, start thinking about some of the things that you have already overcome. 
And then the last tip for trying to discover your calling is just to try something. Like I mentioned earlier, you have to move. What is the law? An object in motion stays in motion. So it's like, if you really want to be on the road to really discovering your calling, get in motion. Try something. Try your hand at something. And again, it doesn't have to be anything big. Say so-and-so's sick and, you know, I know how to cook. I don't like to cook for people, but I know how to cook. Let me get them a meal. I can cook them a meal for a couple uh, that'll last them a couple of days and they won't have to worry about that. Again, you can volunteer somewhere, volunteer your time, volunteer your talents, volunteer your knowledge, volunteer your money. <laughs> I mean, whatever it is, but try something. God has called us all in very unique ways to do to do something. So definitely like definitely you want to pray about it and and all these things but it's like if you feel like God's not speaking to you um, where you can understand then one thing you can do is like just pray and say God okay this is what I'm going to try I truly have a heart to um, do what it is that you have called me to do but I'm not sure what that is here's where I'm going and God is so good that one he uses all all things to work together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. And so if you feel like, you know, you're trying something and you're not sure that it's the right thing, you're called according to his purpose. So he will get you to the right place. He's going to use whatever it is. It's not going to be to your detriment. It's going to be for your benefit. Even if you can't see how, it will be for your benefit. It will work for your good because that's our God. That's our daddy. That's our father. So do it, you know, just just try something, okay? So I really enjoyed this episode because like there's a lot of things that light me up when it, when it comes to really just being uh, the best version of yourself and uh, being the person that God called you to be. But really like discovering purpose and calling uh, has really been lighting me up lately just because it's the journey that I am on. And really, I feel like I'm I'm on the journey. I don't know the full destination because I was just being reminded earlier today that God does exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask think or imagine and my husband told me last night he was like you know when it comes to to this this stuff that you're doing imagine like just have the the just set some time aside to dream and think of the biggest and grandest thing that you can think of and then he's like because God can come in and do more than that and I was like whoo child <laughs> it's a little bit scary I said to think about it like that but truly he can and truly he will if you have faith for it he will do it if you want like I said if you want a greater sense of purpose in your life then what I need you to do is maximize the purpose you're engaging in on your current level okay so what does that mean it means maximizing the things that we talked about before if you want a greater sense of purpose in your life then you maximize worship you maximize glorifying God, you maximize serving, and you maximize discipleship on your level where you are. And if you feel like you're not engaging in any of these four things, the worship, glorifying God, uh, serving, or discipleship, then the way that you start walking in purpose is that you pick one and you start there. You You start walking in one of these things, you start working in one of these things, so that you can feel more purpose in your life. If you are doing one, do two. 
If you're doing two, do three. And if you're doing three, well, jump on number four. You have to start where you are. The thing is that we all we all want to go from A to Z overnight and it doesn't work that way. Start where you are. There's no condemnation. There's no judging. There, you know, don't feel ashamed if you feel like I'm not, you don't feel like you're operating in any of them. Then you start with one. You don't have to start trying to do all four at one time. Start with one. And then if you feel like you have no purpose at all, I just want to encourage you, says that you do. I, I truly believe that I, I really can't imagine that that any of us aren't doing at least one of these things. And so, but if you're not, just start there. I want to encourage you, you have purpose and purpose is actually easy to access. If you just pick one of these things, do it on your level, start where you are and you're walking in purpose. Bam, you're there. You're already doing it. I promise you, <laughs> I, I hate to use the word promise, but I really feel as if you are already doing one of these things and you just need to be able to recognize it and compliment yourself for what it is you are doing and then grow from there. That's all we're all here to do. None of us are perfect. None of us are where we are meant to be and we're never going to reach perfection, but we keep striving to be better. That's the thing. We have to strive to be more Christ-like every day. And as we do that, we are glorifying God. We're, we're pleasing to him. As we have faith that he's going to work through us, that he's going to use us and use what we've gone through to really just glorify him because that's, that's what we're here for. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you really got something out of it. Um, you know what I'm going to say. Come over to the Facebook group. I'm going to link it in the show notes so you can just click the link and come on over so we can continue this discussion. But come and share where you feel like you are in this journey and wh what it is you need to work on, where you need to grow. I know for me, like I think I got the worship, the glorifying and serving pretty well, but I still need to work on discipleship. I do really need to work there. I do it a little bit, I feel like, but I need to do better. And one of my spiritual gifts, um, top like my top three, I shared it, I think, in the last episode, but evangelism was one of them. And it surprised me because I feel like I'm not that great at it. But I think I, I think I have the heart to do it. I think I like to do it and desire to do it. I think fear kind of keeps me a little bit from uh, evangelizing more. But that is the area where I feel like I need a little work. So come and share in a Facebook group where you think you are and where you want to go. And, you know, which one of these areas you're going to tackle next. And um, and that's it. I love you guys so very much. Thanks again for joining me. And I will talk to you all next time. Bye, sis. Hey, sis, listen, if you've been blessed, changed or inspired by this podcast in any way, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, if this podcast blessed you, don't keep it to yourself. Do a quick share and bless someone else. Please know I am so grateful for each and every one of you, and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me and other like-minded individuals in my Facebook group called Christian Women Overcoming Heartbreak and Finding Purpose. I can't wait to meet you back here really soon. Until then, remember to love the life you have while you're making it better. Love you, sis.